It's rookie minicamp. Let's talk about that. Good morning, listeners. My name is Wes Taylor, and this is the Daily Panthers Podcast. For all Daily Panthers Podcast content, you can follow me on Twitter at Daily Panthers. Or you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You obviously found it. So wherever you're listening to it right now, just keep doing that. I don't have a preference. It's up to you. Live your life. Who cares? But today we're going to be talking about all things Panthers. I have missed, oh gosh, the last week because I've been traveling for work and other things. Went to Universal. Went to Nashville. Been all over the place. So I'm going to stop talking about that because I always hate when podcast spend 10 minutes talking about personal stuff or things that don't matter to the actual podcast so let's jump right into it as of this moment of recording this podcast it is thursday morning so i hate to ruin the illusion that i'm up at 4 a.m recording podcasts but as of recording this podcast there has not been a schedule drop that's going to be happening at 8 p.m tonight so i will talk about that When it happens, there are rumors that the Panthers will be playing the Falcons week one in Atlanta, so that could be fun. Maybe I'll go to that game. I don't know. My sister lives in Atlanta, so it could be a lot of fun. Their stadium seems really cool. I haven't been to it, but my friend who went to the Taylor Swift concert said it's awesome, and it's funny because he doesn't watch sports at all, and he's been to that stadium twice now, and I have not been to it at all, and I love sports, especially football, so... All of that to say, you're not going to hear any content about schedule release today, but there are plenty of other things to talk about. So Chandler Zavala signed his contract. I really need to look up his last name. I really don't know if I'm saying it correctly. So give me some grace here. Chandler Zavala signed his contract. Jamie Robinson was the first person in the whole NFL to sign his contract. He said, let me sign. I'm going to get this ink right here, right now. So He has signed, and then DJ Johnson has signed his contract. It typically works this way, so everything is going as predicted. So uh, it's basically working its way up from our lowest draft picks to our highest draft picks. And at this point, with the way that it's slotted, according to the CBA, so basically just the agreement between the players and the NFL Players Association and the NFL, essentially, and the owners, they are slotted so everything has a pay rate now the wording of the contracts can be a bit different so that's the only thing that they're negotiating at this point it's gotten to the point now where you necessarily or don't necessarily need an agent for this contract that i've heard players suggest agents or there's some players who don't have agents like lamar jackson and um, i think laramie tunsil maybe doesn't have an agent if i remember correctly i'm not sure but uh, for the draft, you really don't need one. Jacoby Brissett was one of the ones who just signed his contract and um, saved his money because agents take, if I remember correctly, like 10%. So he's already not getting paid much. So yeah, I this whole thing is uh, kind of just slotting itself away and works its way up from lowest to the highest. So we should see Bryce Young hopefully signed within the next a couple of weeks. You shouldn't start being concerned until June hits. That's usually uh, when contract disputes kind of start. So right now, rookie minicamp is coming. I think it's today. So yeah, I mean, don't worry about it at this point. Um, it'll happen as it happens. 
but it's not something to be concerned about. But we still need to sign Jonathan Mingo, who will probably happen in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. And then Bryce Young, within the next month, should be signed. At this point, they're just negotiating language like deferments and all this mumbo-jumbo at this point. I mean, you don't really hear about those types of things at this point. I remember Joey Bosa holding out for like the first four games, and then he ended up getting hurt. So a holdout can be really detrimental to a player's start, but not necessarily their career. He's turned out fine. But then you have someone like Jamarcus Russell who held out, and he ended up being trash. But, you know, you could argue that it's kind of like the more people drown when their ice cream sales are higher. It's like guys are less likely to be successful when they hold out. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like the type of guy who would hold out is maybe the same type of guy who doesn't work hard. I don't know. There's no correlation really there, but um, there's been plenty of cases of both. So I'd have to look at the statistics for that. I'm not really positive as to what it means, um, but I wouldn't be concerned about any of that right now. I don't, I don't feel like Bryce Young is going to hold out because also, the thing that people underestimate, I think, is that Bryce Young has been paid for a while. He's been a millionaire since he was in high school. So, you know, I don't think that money's really a concern to him at this point. It's not something that he worries about or cares about that much. So, I would not be surprised to see him sign very, very soon. So, yeah, just keep a lookout for that. And then um, in rookie minicamp... We're going to get a fresh look for three days at all these rookies. It's going to be really exciting to see Bryce Young and all the other rookies and see what they can do. I can't wait to see Bryce and Jonathan Mingo hook up for some passes. I think that that's going to be really cool to watch the future of the Panthers franchise unfold before our very eyes. And then later today we get the schedule release, so that will be a lot of fun. Um, But I just need to prepare you right now for all these overreactions and all these hot takes you need to temper your expectations right now forget what people are saying online you're gonna see some athletic freaks make some big plays you're gonna see some undrafted rookies rise to the top you're gonna see some of the players we drafted like a dj johnson perhaps who maybe is going to underperform in these drills in these workouts so it's not something that you need to be concerned about Uh, so when dj johnson blows something or you know does something wrong or has a bad performance don't overreact to it remember it's just it's literally the first time they're setting foot on the field this is not representative of their careers it's not representative of their play or who they are as players so temper your expectations bring down the social media for a minute and just enjoy the fact that football is on its way, um, even if it's just a taste, because it's about to be a very boring next two, two or three months. This is what y'all wanted. You wanted to stop talking about the draft. You wanted to stop talking about Bryce Young and all the speculation and who we're going to take. So here you go. It's over. Now we're on to the boring old summer where there are not many things to talk about. We also signed Cam Irving for a contract. Looked like it was one year. So, you know, it's it's very different than the first time we signed him. So if you're upset about this, uh, you shouldn't be. Because the first time we signed him, it was like the first day of free agency. As soon as we could do it, we signed him as our on our starting um, left tackle, left guard, I think. I can't remember if he's a guard or a tackle. It's been a while since I've seen him play. But I digress. Anyway, the difference is, I always talk about this. It's like the difference between a player's contract and what you expect from them. 
Cam Irving is getting the Udonis Haslam treatment right now. He is getting the mentorship. The You are a staple of this team. You're veteran leadership on a team that is still pretty young in a lot of ways. And we don't have a lot of those veterans. I mean, we shipped out Christian McCaffrey. We shipped out DJ Moore, who are both veterans who are actually good. Because there's a difference between veteran leadership and veteran starters who are also leaders. Like Shaq Thompson is a good example of someone who is talented, who is also a veteran. At this point, J.C. Horn may be considered, but also he's basically only played one full season. If you add his seasons up, it's just one season, so I wouldn't really quantify him as veteran leadership at this point, but he better acquiesce to it very soon. And um, on that line, we've got some veterans. That's where a lot of our veterans lie, but they're not necessarily vets with the Panthers, but like Austin Corbett, or a Bradley Bozeman, both veteran leadership, um, but everyone else, oh, and Taylor Moten, I'm sorry, sorry, Taylor, totally forgot, Taylor Moten is a perfect example as well, he's kind of the cornerstone at this point, him and Shaq Thompson are the cornerstones of our offense and defense as far as veteran leadership goes, and then Brian Burns, those three are probably our only vets with like a real voice in the locker room, I would imagine, because It's like Udonis Haslam's voice can only carry so far because he never plays. Same thing with Cam Irving. It's like, it's nice to have that veteran leadership. It's nice to have that mentorship, but his voice only goes so far because he is pretty average, if not below average, but he's a good swing tackle. He is good depth on the line. So I love this contract. And it seems like by all accounts, he was a great, mentor for Iki Aquanu, and it seems like he has really helped Iki kind of get into the league and improve. So I think that their their contract is matching what they expect from him. And I don't think we overpaid by any means. And you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think it's a good move for someone that we needed. We needed some line depth, especially with Austin Corbett still rehabbing. And then um oh my God, why do I always Forget his name. Oh my God. Uh, Dude who broke his ankle. Why? I swear to God, I know this man's name until every time I get in front of this mic. I cannot believe that. Uh, But we, he broke his ankle, so we're not sure when he's going to be back. He got surgery, but hopefully, I think he'll be back by the start of the season, so I wouldn't be too worried about that there. But um, Brady, Brady Christensen. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Brady Christensen broke his ankle. He'll be back soon. Hope He's already on the practice field. So, But I guess practice field and in the game are two different things. You can't really hide a ankle issue on the offensive line. I mean, there are some positions like quarterback where you could potentially hide those problems. But, you know, in every other position pretty much, it's pretty hard to hide any ankle injuries um, and not be susceptible to being beat constantly. So, that's a good pickup for the Panthers. Um, and then outside of that, as far as everything goes, I think that the Panthers are set up well at this point. Everything seems to be progressing. Uh, they haven't really made any other free agency signings outside of that, outside of Cam Irving, since the period opened up. So it wouldn't affect your compensatory picks. Um, so that started last week or week before. So... They're really free to sign whoever they want as long as it fits their cap space. We haven't heard anything on Brian Burns yet. Uh, they did say that they were going to start negotiating that contract within, like, uh, they just said after the draft, generally. 
So I would imagine after all the work that the front office did, they're probably on a vacay for a little bit. So they're taking a week off, I would imagine. Um, or at least I hope they're getting some rest. Uh, so maybe the contract negotiations will start up soon. Uh, but just be prepared for a big number. It is going to happen. I don't want anyone to be worried about it. Brian Burns has earned it. And um, hopefully he will continue to earn it with his play on the field. I don't see any problem with it. I just know that it is going to be quite a sizable number uh, but just remember out of the positions you want to pay and the positions you want to have money allocated to defensive end is one of them along with quarterback and cornerback those are three positions that you want to have money allocated to outside of that defensive tackle probably um, would be the other one and then we have money allocated there we just 50, picked up the fifth year option for Derek brown so you know, everywhere we want money allocated, that's where we have it allocated. And then right tackle, you know, that's that's important as well. Um, and Taylor Moten had a pretty good season last year. I'd like to see him step it up a little bit more this year. And Icky as well. Icky had some some very drastic mistakes on the line. He is a rookie, though, and I love Icky. I'm never going to, like, not be an Icky supporter. I've been watching him since... He was a freshman in college. I've been watching him for a long time, and I've loved him and his play ever since uh, I started watching him. I've watched a lot of NC State games that he was in, and I really enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, he but he did have some moments last year where he just totally, you know, missed a block or like it was a pivotal play, back-to-back sacks against the Browns in the first game, and then throughout the season you think that he's improving, but then at the end of the game. The last game, or not last game, next last game against the Bucks, the last game that mattered, he gave up a sack there. Um, he just got beat. So, you know, there are moments in which he gets beat around the edge. He gives up leverage a little bit too easily. He lunges. Um, these are all things that he can improve on. And we expected him to be an experiment in the passing game and a force in the run game. And that's kind of what... It's been, if he can get downhill, if he can just steamroll people and pancake people, then, you know, that's that's where his strength lies. So, hopefully for this season, we'll see an improvement in the pass protection for the team as a whole. Uh, but, you know, we don't really have that much depth right now with Austin Corbett being hurt. So, Cam Irving might see the field more than people care to admit or want to see. So... We'll see how that goes. Also, God, I'm getting so tired of the Bears fans. I I just don't understand what's going on in their mind, and I don't know why I'm even paying them any attention, but it, you know, it's off-season, so what else are you going to do besides argue with other fans on the internet or at least have them argue with you? But I, you know, there's a reason why they had the first overall pick, and I think they're forgetting about that. They have had some recent success with some draft picks, I do think Ryan Poles is, by all accounts, at least at this point, a good GM. Uh, but, you know, the play on the field is kind of the determining factor in that. I really like Jaquan Brisker. And I don't mind Justin Fields, but I don't think he is the second coming of Jesus Christ like the Bears fans might think. And I wanted them to, actually wanted them to pick Justin Fields uh, the year that we picked J.C. Horn. So that is where I stand on Justin Fields. And now at this point, you know, he does seem to be like an elite rusher. We'll see. You know, there is that kind of old adage. It's like you could do it once in the NFL, but can you do it twice? 
everyone can do like have a big season one time look at like a Peyton Hillis type of person so I'll be interested to see if they're able to game plan around Justin Fields here gonna make him throw that's just how it's going to be other quarterbacks who have his leg talent have 10 times more arm talent than him that's the difference like a Michael Vick was a great elite probably the best runner in the history of the NFL as far as the quarterback position goes but he could also throw and then comparing him to someone else Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts has wheels but he's mostly a passer he uses his legs to extend plays and he does have rushes obviously a lot of quarterback sneaks I mean the dude squats 800 pounds but you know he can throw it's throw first and then you have someone like Lamar Jackson who runs quite a bit who might be the best comparison for Justin Fields but he is also a talented thrower of the football whether or not people want to admit it whether or not you like Lamar Jackson it's just a fact he can throw his accuracy is good he can throw the ball he has arm talent and the Ravens offense is run first they run a lot so you know you're not going to see those gaudy pass numbers from Lamar Jackson in a lot of ways at least not yet their focus has been the run game and him included if you ever use the Ravens offense on Madden it's like 98% run plays so uh, but it is set up for him to succeed in the run game is also set up for the running backs to succeed in the run game whereas the Bears offense is kind of built around the fact that they don't have any talent I mean they were talking about Chase Claypool but I don't see that. And then DJ Moore is obviously going to be the most talented receiver that they've had since. Oh gosh. I don't even know who, who can match up to DJ Moore that they've had. Uh, but, and then have they ever had a Was it a 3000 yard passer or 4,000 yard passer? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that they're going to enjoy DJ Moore. But the thing is like, do they have anything outside of that? I know DJ Moore's has some suspect QB play, but he's still been able to eclipse a thousand yards in multiple seasons. I think his streak ended last year, but that's also because Sam Darnold loves DJ Moore. I don't know what it is about that connection, but when Sam Darnold is out there, DJ Moore eats. So I think it's going to be a matter of, can he get open in an offense that does not have many other weapons, whether or not Bears fans want to admit it. I don't think that that offense is going to be much to worry about if Justin Fields can't throw. And they might say like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields, yeah, he can't throw, whatever. He, I mean, his accuracy is, I think it was at like 50% or something. It's, and some of those are like dink and dunk, screen passes, short throws. Um, and as they should, they should capitalize on his running ability. And they did. I had Justin Fields in fantasy, and it was awesome until the last game when I needed him to dominate a Lions defense that was very suspect, and he did not. But I think that DJ Moore is going to struggle on that offense. So we'll see what happens. I'm not totally sure. But the Panthers' offense has been getting slandered for absolutely no reason whatsoever, and I don't understand it. People saying that our offense is not good, I don't see it. What, what, are, you, what are you looking at to say that the Panthers' offense is not good? Let's go through it position by position. Left tackle, franchise left tackle. He's going to be here for the next 10 years. Left guard, strong. Center, strong. Resigned for another contract. Right guard, strong. Right tackle, franchise right tackle. So we've got our ends. Our line is solid. 
And then running back, we got a guy who just ran for 1,200 yards. He's a 1,200-yard rusher in an NFL that doesn't focus on running the ball. And in his rookie season, he caught 50, 50 50-plus passes. And um, was Frank Reich his offense? No, Frank Reich wasn't his offensive coordinator. He was with the Colts at that time. But Frank Reich, running backs, get involved. If you watch any of the games with Frank Reich, those running backs are catching passes. Austin Eckler was catching passes. Jonathan Taylor, same thing. They're catching passes out of the backfield. Um, And Chargers games, Phillip Rivers was like all-time running back pass, whatever you want me to say about it. Running backs eat in Frank Reich's offense. So that's just how it is. Tight ends too. Tight ends too. Mo Alley-Cox. I was trying to remember his name two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, it sounds like a woman's name. And I wanted to say his last name was Dix, like D-I-X, like Haha Clinton Dix. But it's Cox. So Mo Alley Cox, he looked like a dang beast in that offense. Jack Doyle from Indy when he was in Frank Reich's offense, he ate. So and I would compare Jack Doyle to a like Hayden Hurst type of player. So I would not be surprised if Hayden Hurst has a career year this year. I would not be surprised if Miles Sanders has a career year this year. And I would not be surprised if Terrace Marshall breaks out. Why are people forgetting about this man? Have you? He runs a four-four. He is huge. These the our receivers are humongous. They're going to be big-body receivers. People always want to talk about Frank Reich's love for big quarterbacks. No, Frank like Frank Reich has a love for cerebral quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett. Carson Wentz, these guys are cerebral. Matt Ryan, all super smart dudes. Now, the thing about Frank Reich, though, not big quarterbacks, big receivers. Big receivers. Think about all the receivers that were on the Colts. Big guys. Alec Pierce, big dude, like 6'2". Um, uh, what was his name? MPJ. Uh Oh man, I drafted him in like the third round of my draft. Major disappointment, but um, he, the other receiver for the Colts, whose name is escaping me right now, also a big dude. And you have the receivers that were for the Eagles. They were big guys. Chargers, same thing. Big dudes. So Malcolm Floyd was like 6'4". Alexander, 6'5". So there are some big athletic receivers. Kenyon Allen's Pretty big dude. I think he's like 6'1". So, Frank Reich likes big receivers, and he knows how to use them. So, be prepared for some downfield shots, and be prepared for some passes out of the run game, and uh, a very complex offense, because this offense is going to be next level. Adam Thielen, big dude. Think about that. Think about how many big receivers we have. There's not a small receiver on our team that gets significant playing time. Terrace Marshall is tall, Adam Thielen is tall, and, um, um, oh my gosh, LaVisca Chenault is basically a linebacker, Shai Smith may or may not even be on the team this year, I'm not sure how big he is off the top of my head, but we have a lot of talent in the skill positions on this offense, and on the line, for the first time in a long time, our line play matches our skill positions, so, 
it's going to be a combination of both. And then you've got Bryce Young, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, who we feel like can lead us to the promised land because he can. Look at these skill positions. Look at this line. Where is the weakness on this offense? I don't see one. I don't see one. Yes, I've got hopium, copium, whatever you want to call it. Oh, God, heaven forbid a fan support the team. But look at the roster. Go down the line and tell me what you see. Not one weakness. Adam Thielen, talented receiver. Oh, what's he going to do without Justin Jefferson? The same thing he did before Justin Jefferson was there. Be a number one guy. Adam Thielen is not that old. Just because he hits 30, there's talent there. If you watched him last year, he's there. Bryce Young is going to find him. He's going to eat this year. I'm predicting a 1,000-yard season from either Adam Thielen or Terrace Marshall. One or the other is going to have a 1,000 yards this year. And we are going to forget DJ Moore even was on the team. Obviously, we're not going to forget that. We love you, DJ. But we're not going to miss him. And we miss him as a person, but we're not going to miss his production because we're going to find it elsewhere. So just know that we got Bryce Young and we got these weapons because our offense is ready to take that next step. We got rid of Christian McCaffrey. We got better. We're getting rid of DJ Moore. We're going to be better. Without DJ Moore's production, we had DJ Moore's production. We lost a lot. A lot. We had DJ Moore in his prime. Back-to-back-to-back, 1,000-yard receiving would have been a 1,000 yards last year if he didn't have the most incompetent QB play in the NFL. And we still only won because of our run game. And now we've got someone who can get receivers the ball. If we still had DJ Moore, he might have 1,500 yards this season. He might be in the Stefan Diggs conversation. But obviously, we had to give him up to get up to this number one pick. So be ready for Terrace Marshall and Adam Thielen to eat. I'm a fan, so I'm super biased, so I think that they might both go for a 1,000 yards this season, but I will stick to a very modest prediction of one of them will have a 1,000-yard season. I'm not sure who, but it will be one of them. And uh, don't sleep on Terrace Marshall because he is still here, and he is ready to play, and he is going to have a breakout season this year. Now that Matt Rule is completely gone, he gets a fresh start. He's not in anyone's doghouse for no reason at all. I think the dude is ready to play. And I think that with this veteran leadership, he's going to take a big step forward. Um, So, yeah. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we have talent all across the board there as well. Um, We'll see what the cornerback position. I'm really not sure what they're going to do with that. Um, We have some undrafted free agents coming in today uh, for rookie minicamp. So, should be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. But I I don't I don't know I don't really expect any of them to make the team. But you never know. Uh, we didn't bring in three or four cornerbacks into rookie mini camp for no reason. Obviously, we're trying to fill a hole, and we feel like we can do that with those undrafted free agents. So I I could see one of them making the team uh, if especially if they can contribute on special teams. You've got to make the league somehow. So that might be how they do it, um, but I'm just worried if uh, Jackson gets hurt or um, or uh, T. 
J.C. Horn, if either of them gets hurt, which they both have within the last year, we're going to be in trouble. We're kind of betting on guys that haven't stayed healthy yet to stay healthy. So it's a risk. It's a very big risk. So i got to believe there's something else going on on the cornerback front, whether it is undrafted free agent or just signing a free agent that we don't know about. I, I just don't think we're done at that position yet. And everyone wants to talk about the end. We have a lot of ends. And they're young, too. So I think we're probably going to find our end from the pool that we have now. Maybe a Leonard Floyd possibly signing. I doubt it. But I have to think we're not done at this quarterback position. Maybe I just can't swallow my pride because I thought that's what we were going to take in the second round. And then we ended up not taking it at all. But I just don't see how we can go into this season with the cornerback position the way that it is and be okay with that we are asking for trouble so the first time something happens or someone gets hurt at a position that is very demanding physically we are going to be in trouble so and then linebacker spot we're solid and we could possibly use one more piece there safety positions we're looking good line we're looking very good outside of that other defensive end but so the defense i expect them to honestly possibly take a step back this year um, i think last year they bailed out the offense a lot and this year you know a lot of the pieces are the same but i just don't know but they also will probably be the beneficiaries of a lot better field position for them because our offense will actually be able to move the ball consistently and have a quarterback who can move the ball so i i don't know i don't know the offense is a i mean the defense is a question mark for me Um, i think that overall we have talent in positions but i don't know if every position has enough depth to be able to sustain for an entire nfl season um, I'm very, very hesitant about that. If we have any inner injuries at all, it's like, who do we go to on that, on that defense? So, but I'm excited for Jeremy Chin because it looks like he's going to be back in the box in a position that he's more comfortable in this offense, but also, or sorry, defense, but also with this defense, we kind of don't know what it's going to be. It's very fluid at this point. It's, it's very much up in the air. Um, if you watch those Broncos games, it's like, you know, it's almost like positionless defense in a lot of ways. It's like a defensive end or linebacker. Does it really matter? Um, they all are kind of fluid. I mean, I think that's a good spot for Jeremy Chin to be in. I mean, I think he's going to be the beneficiary most of this. I would not be surprised if he made a Pro Bowl this year or a first second third all pro team because this defense is going to take advantage of all of his strengths so be on the lookout for that as well thanks so much for listening guys i will see you tomorrow peace